Welcome, welcome, y'all. This is our social distance episode of Free and Flowing. Your boy Dwayne got Clay. It's been know. a minute, man. It's been a know. it's been a long time, man. Um, still in the pandemic. Um, I think it's getting worse, but they, the vaccine is here, so we'll see how that's gonna work out. Um, yeah, man, we we had some stuff happen, man. Some history was made since we last um, joined um, on the podcast. Um, election, historical election. Um, a lot of crazy stuff. Stock market, some of its highest volume. So there's a lot of stuff going on, man. A lot of stuff. And I tell you what, I am drinking on the fake news IPA right now. It is called <laughs> from Gizmo Brewing. Oh. I thought it was only... Uh, it was only appropriate if we're going to be talking about election, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff in the political world. I figured we need to, you know, drink a little bit of something that has meant so much in the media lately. Oh, it's yeah. It's going to be the fake news IPA. But no, nah, man, I'm excited. It's been a, been a crazy couple weeks. Uh, you've seen someone get elected, at least called by the media, and then you've also seen probably one of the biggest firsts, I think, we've seen in our elections history. Yeah, I mean, he's... He's brought all the way to the Supreme Court. Donald Trump has. We're going to see what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I was a huge skeptic going into this. I didn't think there was any. I mean, you, I didn't think there was measurable voter fraud. I thought it was just some crazy. Now we have the Chinese are involved. We got the Russians involved. Maybe the Russians. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I don't know. What have you heard? Right. Right. Um, not too much. I know there was some. some there, <laughs> According to the attorney general, there's nothing to even change the outcome of the election. I did hear some things, but for what I heard in doing my research, there's just as much voter fraud in this election as it was in a previous election in 2016. So when you look at it, if that, if that fraud didn't overturn the election, whatever fraud they have now supposedly shouldn't overturn this election. Um, I think the I think different countries influence and they they meddle in the election, but I don't think they actually were hitting buttons and changing it to Biden versus Trump or anything like that. So that's that's where I am with that. And I'm telling you, yeah, it's uh it's definitely something that we've never seen before. I mean, I do think that in the past we've, we've had some form of meddling. I mean, I know that for what was it two years? Are you talking about Russia? Some Russian? Yeah, co- for Russia. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're talking about, and they they proved they proved that Russia influenced the election, but nothing where Russia was actually changing the results. And so they put out propaganda. They're they're putting out their own interests in the election. Um, and as you can see, there has been a a relationship with the with um, President Trump and Russia. To me, there's nothing that's been said against Russia. So I think there's some kind of alliance. And then we look at the president-elect, I think there is some relationship with China there. So I'm interested to see how that relationship is going to go uh, with the president-elect. So, um, Man, I tell you what, dude, it is. I, I just, I, I was hearing the last couple of weeks about the cracking, dude. Have you heard anything about that? The cracking, this big um, case they were going to present to us and that they were going to show us all this big fraud and everything is corrupt. And I, I, I just didn't. I mean, there's a lot apparently coming out of Michigan, a lot of everything, mm. but I don't think that it's enough to change the election, dude. Like, no, this, no, this this was a world or this was a countrywide system that took place, election process, and for it to be overturned, you have to prove so much. You have to prove you have to 
prove you have to. And I just don't see it. But the margin of victory is so wide that it's almost like, okay, like what are we what are we arguing here? So, um, but if he but if Michigan were to reverse, that's still not enough electoral college vote. Oh, is it? It's still oh, be, he'd still be over two seventy. I think he I think he'd still be over two seventy. So, it's not this enough guy, to, to do anything. This guy was able to win every battleground state and somehow lose the election. And I think that's man. I just thank God finally. I'm tired of hearing about Ohio. Tired of hearing about Virginia. <laughs> tired of hearing. I mean, it's just, I'm glad that we North Carolina, Florida, all the all these states. And and, and I did see a tweet by Trump um, maybe a couple of days ago. He was like. No president has lost, has won Florida and Ohio and lost the election. I was yeah. like, uh, maybe that's the point, but the blue wall is back. Yeah, look at that. So yeah. Biden was able to put the blue wall back together. Um, even um, you're looking at Nevada, you're looking at Arizona. So some of those states out west. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's done. I think the I think it's it, but. We gotta go through all these le- these legal things, so we'll see. I mean, I don't I don't think I, I mean I think there's something that went wrong there. I mean, there's no way that I mean if there's there's stuff that's that's bound to happen, but I don't think that there's enough to overturn the results. I think the American people came out, they spoke, they wanted something new, and they spoke up. That's what I think. Well, what's interesting about that is is that. I was reading, I was hearing something about the other day. So one thing that I'm really proactive about, man, is I love having both sides of the aisle in my ear eventually. I like hearing people from the right and the left. So one of that I was, I heard a little snippet of his show was a guy by the name of Steven Crowder, man. I tell you what, this dude is polarizing in the wrong, wrong way. Oh, wow. That he says is crazy. It is outlandish. It is horrific that this this person is given a platform platform sometimes some of the stuff he says makes sense but i tell you what i wouldn't recommend him personally he's a little radical but he's a funny dude i'm not gonna lie he's interesting a lot of things he said is problematic i heard this one of his reports was talking about looking at election fraud right and looking at exactly how we got to this point and what he was saying was is that they've there's quite a bit in Michigan, like I said. There's quite a bit, man. So I'm curious to see what happens. Um, what's been crazy is the COVID pandemic in relation to the weeks following after the election, man. I don't know about you, dude, but I freaked out when I read Governor, Cooper, Governor Cooper's um, his memo. Not the, not the most one, but the one prior to that. Dude, class two misdemeanor, if you're out without a mask, what is this is this what he just came out with um a couple of days ago i know he was saying it's like a curfew or something like that yeah i'm not even against like the curfew drives me nuts like yeah. a joke that, oh like, it pissed me off because even before the last call for alcohol is like 11 p.m i'm not gonna lie i was out with a good friend of mine and we're drinking and it's like 10 45 and we're going to this another we're going to another establishment they're like oh well we're about to cut off alcohol. I'm like, shit, I'm used to like 2 a.m., 12, you know, midnight or something like that. It does suck that you can't can't drink. But I think now with the, the curfew, it I guess it's supposed to curb people being out late. I think the issue is there's people in these situations with bars and these these 
these other gatherings that aren't helping with the numbers and stuff. So we'll see. I, I hope not to get caught out there at 10.30, past 10 p.m. or whatever the time. But you said a misdemeanor if you are caught. Yeah, man. Let me let me tell you about this, dude. So Governor Cooper, we're gonna we're gonna look at this together. Congratulations to Governor Cooper. Just got reelected. <laughs> Poor Dan Ford. I, I made man. it. Drove me nuts. I think Dan Ford, this is his second time running. Poor Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Forrest was going to have the bars open. Regular schools would be open. Everything would be wide open. I guess his, his mentality is open everything up, get every get as many people exposed, and then we'll get over it. Man, I called Dan Cooper No Plan Dan. No Plan Dan. You could not pay me to vote for No Plan Dan. He was someone that... He, 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 he did not. He did not. And I think when you look at the debate, there was nothing. Everything he said was against. He's just like, I'm just going against what Cooper has. So it's like, well, what is your actual plan? If you think you're going to open up schools, you think you're going to open up bars, how do you think this is going to work? So, Dude. Um, um, all right. So what I'm showing you right now is a class, is a sentencing structure sheet that goes into the difference. Oh, yeah. So right here we have class two misdemeanors. So this is what you get caught in public without a mask. Is. This is what you're looking at. All right. So you're caught 60 days in jail, a $1,000 fine for people. 60, you can go to jail. You can go to jail for not wearing a mask. Including. And this obviously gets, this is on your record, right? This oh, dude. Some people, I mean, here's my worst fear, man. My worst fear is that some kid from a small town who has just been fed all these lies that coronavirus isn't real or that this isn't something that's serious. His parents even support it. His local government even supports it. This guy goes to a big city like Raleigh, gets gets caught without a mask. My man's not going to college. He has to report that. Because even if, so Every time, right? I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't see a judge in North Carolina giving a guy 60 days in jail and $1,000 fine for not wearing a mask. No. I don't see one. And I don't... I don't see many small towns enforcing it. I don't personally. I just, I just think it's crazy that that is the same classification as fucking simple assault. That is insane, absolutely insane. So, man, I, 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 I voted for Governor Cooper. I'm a fan of Governor Cooper, but this pandemic has been one that has tried my patience with him. Really. Yeah. Do you, you, so you're saying he's he's in a he's going in a different he's going in a direction he shouldn't be go, going in. I mean, um, I don't. Yeah. Do I don't think you yeah. should. Ever, I don't think we should ever open things up completely. I don't, not not yet. That, that's crazy. No, no. I was thinking not to the vaccine starts to be distributed and we we our numbers start to look better. That's when you can possibly think about opening stuff, but. No, um, it's 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 wild. I I wasn't expecting him to get this drastic. I I was honestly thinking that he was gonna shut down like a, like a, a mini like a, another shutdown. But it looks like he's going for a more aggressive approach. I guess he's trying to get the message out to me. Um, I think people have to start taking it serious um, as far as like wearing a mask and maybe this is the only way to get people's attention and let them know how serious it is. Um, 
don't know. But I mean, that's wild. That is, that is, that is wild. I would say if you're in North Carolina, just don't get caught without your mask. Um, you, yeah, that's, that's crazy. It's, it's a lot, man. It is, it is definitely something. The joke, I just, the issue, huh? I just think the issue with the mask and shit is just, it's so political. It is so like this side and that side. It's like, if you, if you just wear your damn mask, social distance, wash your hands, we can help with the curve of the virus. That's my belief. But people don't believe. There's just people who don't believe. Um, and it just sucks. Yeah, a lot so, of people made a... Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying it just sucks that people don't believe. Hey, a lot of people made a, a, a lot of politicians have made a lot of money of the expense of us wearing masks. A lot of politicians have invested in mass companies oh, they've invested stock wow. yeah hey, yeah there was actually so i don't Ooh, know that's crazy that's heard crazy. about the, the georgia senator race have you heard about that the runoff i did hear about the runoff i hadn't paid too too much i hadn't paid too much attention to it georgia is i don't know what's going on it's 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 it's, some, it's really intense from what i saw but the fact that georgia flipped I'm almost like, uh, will it fit flip like on a statewide, like on a state election? So I'm curious to see what happens though. But again, that's that's another controversial to me election. Um, were, yeah, I watched it. I watched the debate on Hulu. They were streaming it live, and they had the oh, two wow. uh, they had the two senators going at it, and the one the girl the lady from. Uh, Georgia man, she was just a freaking robot. Is she is she the Repub is she the Republican? Yeah, man. She's a GOP. Okay. She's running and, against uh, the pastor from Martin Luther King Jr.'s church. Wow. Yeah. So speaking of Georgia, well, I was reading Stacey Abrams' book. She ran for governor. Um, she did not win, but yeah. there's Georgia to me is another it's it's, it's a very dynamic state because it's, it, I think it's one of those, um, it's one of those states where, like, I think it is another purple state. Like, there's some, there's a lot of red influence, but there's also a lot of blue influence in that state as well. So, we'll see, man. We'll see. I honestly, I think if, if, if since Georgia flipped blue, I think it's gonna, I think it may go red as far as the state, um, the state election. So, that's my prediction. You're not going, they're not going to give you a blue, you're not going to turn blue for the election, the national election, and then presidential election, and then they're going to be like, oh yeah, we'll go blue again, so that's Dude. my belief. Well, if, if you look at Georgia, man, it is, it is predominantly a Republican state. Yeah. That's oh, Atlanta yeah. And, and, and a couple other regions, and it, it's amazing that, hold on one second, let me, let me see if I can maximize this. So let me see what I can maximize real quick. Uh, all right, I'm gonna share this with you right here. So if you, if you take a look at Georgia, man, like look at all that red. Oh, and, and they were, it looks like what I hear about Texas is like blue blue islands and a sea of red or whatever they call it. That is a lot, lot of red. But the, the thing about that, those those red counties, don't have a lot of population. So when you look at Atlanta, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people in that area. Um, look at Texas, it's a, it's a sea of red. 
is a sea of red. You what? have select counties. You can actually see the county. Like you, like it's like the Houston, whatever uh, county there, Harris County, I believe. Yeah. And then one of the suburb in that area. Well, if you, if you look at Arizona, similar, very, very similar. It's a little bit more diverse. If you look at a state like Nevada, man, that one to me is the craziest. Nevada. Nevada that is crazy, too. <laughs> but Nevada is not a heavily populated state. And so when you look at it, majority of population is in near the Las Vegas area and then Reno and then these these other areas inside the state. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm okay. surprised. Atlanta gets a little spotty. Even California. California is a little interesting. Let's look at North Carolina real quick. So yeah, it'll be a little spotty. Yeah, it could, it's, there's, some, there's some more blotches. What, what, out of these cities, which one surprised you that it went blue? I'll tell you which one surprised me. Uh, I would say the uh, probably the blue wall. Honestly, those states, those states in the blue wall, Pennsylvania, I believe. That was very surprising. But, I mean, he's – Joe Biden's from Pennsylvania. He's born in Pennsylvania, so mm-hmm. um, those – those Georgia, I mean, if, you know, if they – yeah, Georgia going blue is like – I thought North Carolina would go blue before any – before Florida or Georgia, which mm-hmm. Florida didn't, but I was very surprised with, with Georgia. Well, man, it's just – Very surprised. It's one of those things where it's like on election night, you can't really judge it until the, all the results are in. And then when you come in with the mail-in ballots, it's something that you expected at the last second. But now it actually made a humongous difference, man. Right. So let's do this. Give oh, – is this the interact? This is not an interactive map. Because I know there's ones where you can give, give states and take away states. Like if you gave Trump Michigan, he still – I don't think Trump's – he still – wins we're going on cnn.com yeah all right let's go we got here so they're saying so we got a battle so we give him yeah he's talking about 16 votes so how's this Click it a few times, and then it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and then change them up. Yeah, keep keep clicking in and change it over. All right. That one went red. Right? Your hamstring went red. Or did your hamstring go blue? Did who? New Hampshire. I think yeah. All that I believe all that went blue. Okay. So, I mean, we can add it. Hold on a sec. I'm just gonna get this one on another another screen that I can look at. Oh no, it's no big. It's no big. I I just I don't think there's no way to overturn it. I mean, looking at it, this yeah, way, it's still is, he still is two two set. There's still two seventy. Yeah, he still is over two seventy. So, so we got Nevada, Arizona went blue. Colorado went blue. Yeah. If Texas, Texas would have went blue, that shit would have been crazy. Dude, I would have fucking hand like I'm done. <laughs> it was looking like that for a minute, but I was like, there's no way in hell 
good old Texas is going to turn blue. Dude, I, I was shocked Michigan was blue. I'm not going to lie to you. I was I – was, those that blue those blue wall states, I was shocked. Well, Nebraska went completely red. That was a shock to me because Nebraska's portioned. Really? Nebraska is a portionate state. Yeah, you get you get you get uh, a portion of the electoral college. Yeah, Virginia is another one. Virginia is another one too. But Virginia is close enough to some blue states where I'm like, that makes sense that Virginia. So look at that. Man, Maine went blue flat out, which was interesting to me too. Yeah, so that's where we're at now. Yeah. That's where we're at now. So, like, even if even if something happens and Michigan is overturned, you're still looking at 290 electoral college votes. So we're looking at Michigan? If it turns red. That's 290 electoral college votes. He's won. Georgia, he's still won. He's won. This is the one that you're going to have to get rid of. This one right here? That's going to be the – Yeah, that's the one. But – there's no, there's no fraud. The, the fraud they're claiming, you say it's in Michigan, but, but it's out of. There's not enough to overturn it, though. There's just no, nah. no. Nah. Do I think some stuff happened? Yeah, but it happens. I think it happens every year. Yeah, for sure. Mhm. Mm mm -hmm. Yep, every year. Um. I am. Ex I am. So after the election, people coming to me and they're like, are you happy about the results? Or are you like not happy? That's way like I think people are like kind of gauging what side you're on. And I was like, um, I, you know, I'm not disappointed. Um, once the election was called that like Saturday, I believe. But I am excited to see what Joe Biden has. And I'm very, very excited to see what Kamala has. She's the first. Um, she, she has the highest office any woman has ever had in the country, African-American, South Asian, um, just so many accolades. So I'm excited. I read her autobiography. I'm really excited to see what she has to offer. So um, I think it's just time for a change. Um, it's, it's just time. Yeah, I agree. It's just, I it's think, just time. I think it is time for a change. I think that it is it's definitely long overdue. Now, speaking of change, I want to talk about something that actually happened pretty close to us. It's happened in Alamance County. I'm going to play a video for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's talk it? about that. Yeah. All right. I haven't seen the video, but I've heard I heard about it. It's an instance of uh, voter suppression. Well, I'm going to break that down. Let's, let's talk about that. Okay. Okay. All right. Can you hear any of it? Uh, there's a nice little advertisement that we're not sponsored by, so we're going to skip that. Skip that, done. <laughs> you hear it? I can hear some of it. Oh, no. All right, so real quick. So this, that kneeling was for George Floyd's family. They actually had the Floyd, okay. they had the Floyd family there. So what you're seeing now wow. is, like, yeah, what you're seeing now is 
the part of the march that took place in the middle of the road where the officers had an agreement with law enforcement that they could stop, they could kneel for approximately eight minutes and 46 seconds. That was the time at which George Floyd's Wow. I was taken from him by the, the officer who put his knee on his on his neck. So that was the purpose of what you're seeing here. So now we're going to go a little bit further. This was actually a, a mark that actually started the actual aggression that took place. This was a key event because a lot of officers or the officers claim that they're not allowed to break up traffic and they're not allowed to stop the flow of traffic on the way to the polls. So this is key right here. This is one of the big events. But yeah, George Floyd's family is actually there with them, kneeling. That's wow. Well, you know he has ties to North Carolina. So yeah, yeah. that makes sense though. That actually makes sense. So put a little um, bit more. So this is the actual event where um, the um, incident with the police happened. Yeah. So this is this is leading up to it. So now here's what happens next. Okay. Do the George Floyd. Yep. That's where they said the. Oh, I see what's going. On. So this is where it starts. So you see them clearing the streets, they're out of the way. Now what I wanna know is where the aggression starts and what happened. And you, and you said they were allowed to, they were like, this was already planned. Like, do you know they would like talk to city officials or? The only thing that was not allowed was they were not allowed to block the streets yet. They had a verbal agreement with the uh, Grand PD, to my knowledge. I could, to my knowledge, okay. they had a verbal agreement to do what they did and do that little kneel. Or not do that little kneel, but do the kneel that they did in the Woods family. So here's them clearing the road. And to my knowledge, is just what I, from a source that was on the ground, told me was that after this happened, that was when this initiated, after the kneeling ended and they were there for a few more minutes. So they didn't see an arrest. Okay, so they're arresting. They're arresting white people. So I know it's. Um, I know it's. They mean that. Yeah. They're arresting the media. They're arresting the media. They're arresting white people. There's there's a a multicultural group out there. Um. Oh yeah. So. Let's see where the pepper. I know someone got pepper spray. There was some pepper spray that came out. I don't know if you heard it. Uh, they just said that you all pepper sprayed a kid. Wow. Oh, good old Confederate flag. Oh, and uh, I bet that's a. Uh, Confederate Memorial. Yeah, oh, did you see that? So, hey, real quick, real quick, hold on, let me see if I can get it. Let me see if I can get it. Are they, were they at the state, were they at this, like, um, a judicial building? Was it, were was they, was, looks like so, a judicial building where they are now. So their claim is that what you, what you just saw was you saw them pepper spray in the face an individual 
who was protesting and who was honestly wondering what exactly I mean, these, these officers are out there, they're invading the, the rights of these people who are lawfully protesting in front of a monument that they were at permit to be at. They're not in the road. They are not being hate speech. The claim is there was an assault on an officer which, which started this whole ordeal. I don't think I saw an assault on the officer. I, I feel like I, the, officer, the officer, when the officers came up, I think that created something, but I didn't see like an initial assault on an officer. Yep. So here we go. Here's where it gets crazy. Oh. So that's my buddy. That's Sean. That's the guy I want to try to get on the cast. He said he's down. We got. Yeah, we got to get him on the podcast. That's I'd like right. to hear his perspective. I definitely hear his perspective on the on the um, situation. Yeah, that's Sean. So just. Just all First Amendment rights. Just oh, they oh they pepper spraying white people. Oh yeah, they mean that. Oh yeah, they meant that. So oh, look at those flags. Look at the blue. Oh, the blue wall. Oh, the police have um, patches with the flag on them that has a blue line through it, which. Um, represents the blue wall and I already have my my uh, opinions on that um, it, yeah I yeah let me um maybe that might be for another podcast but I will say this um, when it comes to law enforcement that that is a that is a that is a uh, role in life that is is very serious and has a lot of responsibility with it. But at the same time, you're also a public official. So you represent the public. You don't just represent the blue wall, you represent the black wall and the white wall and the red wall. If you're a public official, you're getting paid tax money. Your alliance is to the people that support you. Um, and so, now it's almost like the blue wall is opposing black lives, which as a as an African American and black person, you can't take off this skin, you can't take off your what people perceive you as being black, but the badge can be taken off, the uniform can be taken off, everything can be taken off. Um and so I think you have a you have a uh, group that is it's it's there's just too it's to the point where you can't police the police um but i think as a public official you should get the most scrutiny and so if you can't handle being in the public you need to switch position you need to switch another position um that's that's in my opinion I just it, as best as i could say it right now um yeah so what I found interesting about, and I agree with everything you're saying, um, I would never know what it's like to walk a mile in your shoes in that situation. Oh, yeah. I will never know. And yeah. to see that from the outside looking in, to me, I perceive that as what I'm seeing in this video is I'm seeing people who don't care about the speech given who believe there's an adversarial 
attack coming their way. And it is their job to allow the speech to temporarily happen, but to send a message that you cannot do this on our in our county. If this is law and order is what I perceive yeah. that but Oh my, yeah. That's my, that's definitely the message. Yeah. But my confusion my confusion though is what exactly the threat in that moment was. So and that's a good point. You will have another group who open carries and will stand on state property, open carry in certain areas, and note they're not pepper sprayed. They're not asked to come down. They're allowed to do that. And it's all the perception. And it all stems to me from the current leadership. Because there's nothing that is spoken against that. But when you come in a peaceable manner, and that group was diverse. White women, white men, black men, black women are in that group. That is what America looks like to me. That's what America represents. It's not a homogenous group trying to claim their country. You can have this country, but you don't own the land at the end of the day. You don't own the land. You're operating on this land. Um, I just feel like it's all perpetuated from the leadership. And so I've seen it. I've seen videos of the good, these good old boys, the proud boys, they're on state property, open carry. As a black man, you can't open carry in this country. Just the other day, somebody got shot for waving sandwiches in Ohio, police officer. And even, and even if he had a gun, he had a, um, he had a permit to carry. He, he could carry his gun legally. And that's what I'm saying. I don't know if these people, all they had was flags, they had signs, and, and then they get pepper sprayed. Um, good, uh, Goodson in Ohio, yep, shot multiple times. He rode past the police. They say he waved a gun, but they say he had sandwiches. And even if he had a gun, they say he had a, um, a CCW, I believe. I don't know. For, I don't know for sure. And so, yeah, it just it it gets me kind of kind of riled up when people um, when people when you put lives into it. Uh, it's it's like when when things aren't perceived equally. So if I can if I can if someone can open carry an AK forty seven in the middle of the city or town walking on state property that we both pay taxes for and nothing said to them. But I come with a sign, a flag or something like that, and I get pepper sprayed. Where's the equality in that? There's no equality. So anyway, this is, and, and, and people talk about these instances and they're like, well, it's just one George Floyd. It's just one Breonna Taylor. These are the ones that we hear about. You go back in the country, you go back in the years of this, of this nation, there's instances we'll never know about because there's no social media. You know what I mean? So I'm like, hey, we need, if one George Floyd is too many and we need to, we need to echo it, we need to cry out, it's too many. One is, one is too many. Um, so 
Yeah, and this instance, this instance is crazy here. Just driving, just driving by, and being a, a being a person. And so again, I I challenge you. You you'll see videos of mostly white men carrying open carry, and they're allowed to open carry. A black man can't open carry. If he has a gun, he's gonna get shot by the police. We can have all our documentation. It's gonna happen. So we'll, I'll segue from that because that's a whole another podcast. So. I, think, I think what's interesting in, um, I think, I don't know if you've seen this picture. Um, this was taken by the, um, this was in the Michigan County Courthouse. Oh, you're talking about, oh, the, the, don't talk about Michigan. The state where the, these look at these gentlemen right here. Are they pepper sprayed? Does, is anybody pepper spraying them because they want to open up the country? They have ache. Look at them. Weapons. A, if that would have been black men, they would have bombed that shit. They would have dropped a fucking bomb on a bunch of black men carrying that carrying that many weapons on state property. At least, and and then you have the same. You have a type of militia that wanted to kidnap the governor so they could because they want to open up the country. Are you insane? It, it, it is it's a great hypocrisy in America yep. that this type of behavior is accepted. Yep. It does bring forth ultimately it plays towards the argument of white supremacy and this that it, it is a divine right above said a white person in a white group mm-hmm. come out with weaponry to storm a capitol building yep with mass weapons of destruction this man is holding an AK. but they got they look at the look at the type of weapons they have and i bet you all of them walked away unharmed without injury there may have been a couple of arrests but i doubt that um, all because they feel like their rights are being infringed upon. Um, I, um, yeah, and, and I really do believe that it is something that I was, I was actually speaking to a colleague of mine today about, about that statement. He, he's a white man as well. Um, and he was, he was describing, he was discussing with me, he was reading Malcolm X's biography and talking about how Malcolm X talked about the issue with black, black men carrying guns. And he said, it's perfectly acceptable for a white man to carry weapons mm-hmm. and carries a gun. It's considered a threat. Yep. And, and, and as black people, your, your, your perception is already a weapon. So you're double care, mm-hmm. like you, you're, you're double concealing. You're concealing your skin and then you have a weapon. You committed so much right then. So um, yeah, it's, it's hypocrisy. It's, it's, it's just fucked up. Well, it's, fucked, it's still fucked up. We, we, got an we got into an interesting conversation. Uh, I'll get him on pod eventually about- Yeah, for sure. So he has this, he has this idea called, um, Repentance, na- repentance Nation. And so Repentance Nation is a, I mean, repentance usually is a Christian term that you use to confess your sins and to move past them. What he wants to do is with this movement is to utilize churches as, as um, vehicles of anti-racism and to discuss how churches have played 
historically in modern American in historical American culture and even contributing to structures that solidified potential white supremacy and discussing how these churches can be on, can repent, not necessarily like he, he used the word repent, but essentially come clean about, Hey, we may have contributed to racism, racist structure, systematic racism in the past. This is how the, 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 the doctrine of Christ says you be anti-racism and how you stand up against that mm. to doing that. And so it's an interesting concept that I'd love to hear, bring him on, discuss. Um, yeah, for sure. I want to, so I think it's interesting. I think there's a lot of ways we can go in the future I think, for progress. And I'm excited about our generation um, just stepping up and exploring creative ways to move forward past that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. We we got to look at ways to, to get past it. Um, but there's there's a lot. And there, but I think I was listening to somebody today. Forgot who I was listening to, but they basically said you you can't get past something unless you admit that something has happened. So there's people who who will not admit that there's, there are differences, there are, there are issues in our country, definitely as far as race and police brutality, uh, racial injustice. Until you can accept that and, and admit that, we can't get past that. Um, we, we can't. Um, and people, and this what's sad, is people are comfortable and they're okay with knowing that there's another group who is at a disadvantage. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the sad part of, about this country. Like I said, you look, look at that look at that um, image that you just googled with those those guys on those steps, those public steps that black people pay for, Latin community pay for, Asian, even Caucasian, and they're able to stand on those steps with their freedoms, their liberties, and you have another group, um, multiracial group. And they're, they're pepper spray. So um, until people can see that and admit that, we won't get past these things. Um, and it'll, it'll keep, it's going to keep happening. So, uh, well, but that's good. I think, but I think repentance, like some steps need to be made, even if, if it's on a, on a, um, on the level as far as faith, if it's on a faith-based level, then, but I think things need to happen soon. God. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I think it's yeah. I think it's definitely a great conversation to leave off on. Um, is oh, there yeah. anything that you wanted to to add on? Anything else you had for us this week, Wayne? Oh. Right, good, man. No, All right, you want to see us out, man? It. We can get it going. All right, for sure, man. Peace, brother. Well, I'm gonna stop recording right now.